Good morning. And good morning to anyone in the Zoom room or on Facebook or wherever you are when you're watching this. And I wish you a beautiful day. Please let my words speak for you. Good morning, God, on this beautiful, bright, sunny morning that you've made. In this moment, I celebrate all of your creation, my life, and the lives of those I love, and around me, and elsewhere on the planet, all lives. I know there, there is one true source and that that flows through me as me and through each and every one. And so in this moment I pause, letting go of everything that has come before and everything that will follow. I open my heart. I open my mind. I open my soul to the message from Reverend Diana, knowing that I will find things in that message that will feed me, that will give me food for thought, not just in the next week, but continuing. I'm so grateful for each one here and to be here this morning, and just for the joy and love of the day, and just I say thank you, Father, Mother, God, and so it is. So it is. Amen. Satu. Ashe. Aho. Good morning. If you are new with us, either in the house or online this morning, my name is Reverend Diana Johnson, and I'm the pastor and spiritual director here at Mystic Heart Spiritual Center. We are an independent interfaith community, and we teach universal principles and practical spirituality. So I'd like to welcome you. Welcome this morning. Welcome home to our community, should you choose it for yourself. And also, Welcome to your mystic heart, because really that's where your answers are. We all have our own answers, and this community is here to help guide you to find that for yourself. So we begin the meditative service, or half to our service this morning, our Teze experience, by joining our voices together in song. So I encourage you to do just that. And if you are new, I invite you to raise your gaze, your eyes, unto the heavens, because that's where the lyrics are. <laughs>
So we take a moment now together to drop down into the depths of our being, bringing your awareness to your breath. Allowing it to find its own pace and flow. And then slowing it down just a little bit more. The breath becomes silent. There is a great stillness. Holy Father, Mother, sister, brother, friend, great spirit, beloved creator of all that is, saints and sages, spirits and angels of all religions, we bring our awareness to you now. calling you to join as we honor our connection with all beings. Together, as one living organism, we envision a web of consciousness that surrounds and infuses the planet. Each one of us shining as a radiant point of light, within that web. And reflecting the light back to the many beings that share this space and time with us. Every human, every other than human creature, every plant, the rocks and minerals, 
the water, the wind, the stars and the planets, each one a perfect and intentional creation, a shining expression of the one light emanating from the one source. We are not only connected to one another, we are one life. As we come together this morning, we set an intention that each of us is a beneficial presence on the planet, that each leaves a positive imprint <coughs> on human evolution. And that as a community, we use this time to move the world toward a more loving, compassionate, and peaceful expression. Together, we stand for truth. We walk in truth. The flow of Teze this morning invites us to reflect on our personal relationship with God with spirit, with the universe. It is easy to get caught up in the idea of God as principle or law. Our scientific and analytical minds can make sense of that. We may not always like the effects that principle brings into our lives but at least we can understand the workings of spiritual law. We've gotten away from the idea of God as person, the old man in the sky God. So what do we mean when we talk about our personal relationship with the divine? Until we can accept that we do indeed have such a relationship, it is difficult <coughs> to ask for guidance. Who are we directing our prayer towards when we say, so help me, God? Having a personal relationship with something bigger than ourselves does not require that something bigger to be a person or to look or act like a human being. But that is what we do. Instead of knowing ourselves as made in the image and likeness of the creator, of life itself, our minds cannot seem to help making God in our own image. Looking at sacred scripture from whatever tradition you choose, you will find a loving God or a vengeful God. You will read of a spirit that is ruled by jealousy or playing the trickster. In one story, there's a loving presence guiding and guarding creation, and in the next, an angry, frustrated, and punishing being. These stories are not true reflections of the one source. They are reflections of the people who told the stories, who eventually wrote them down, 
How else could they make sense of their world? As human beings, we are relational creatures, social beings. We're born into families that are arranged into communities. Our life's journey is the process of slowly coming to recognize that we are separate from our mother, from the other people in our family, and from our surroundings. Step by step, we learn how to get our needs met. We discover what makes the others happy or mad. In other words, we are learning how to relate to others, how to be in relationship with other people. There is nothing wrong with this process. It is part of being human. And so human beings, by their nature, seek to have a personal relationship with the Creator, with the infinite intelligence of the universe. This does not have to mean assigning human attributes to the one we call God, although it might. It can also mean that each of us, in our individual expressions, have a unique way of understanding and relating to the great mystery. No two of us are exactly alike, so why wouldn't we each see God differently? Relate to higher wisdom in distinct and personal ways. Again, there is nothing wrong with having a personal relationship with spirit. As a human being, this is natural. The problem comes when we become attached to our way of perceiving God as the only way, the right way, and make others wrong in the process when we try to force others to believe as we do. The masters and mystics of every tradition taught that it is by our example that others might come to respect our way of seeing and understanding life. In the book of Matthew in the Christian Bible, Jesus tells his followers, in the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. And nearly two millennia later, Paramahansa Yogananda advised that every soul's relationship with God is unique, and each one needs to find and follow the path best suited to his or her temperament and spiritual needs. If you yourself seek to love and serve God and to reflect divine qualities in all your activities and relationships, then your own example of spiritual living will encourage others to seek Him. And so, according to our human nature, we seek a personal relationship with the divine. a way to be in relationship with the universe, to seek guidance from a deeper wisdom, a higher intelligence. 
than our own. As we mature spiritually, we come to see that the sky god of our childhood was simply our young mind trying to make sense of the world. We might be exposed to more complex ways of viewing life. We might come to understand our interconnection with other beings, with our world, and ultimately with the life force that moves through everything. We might study the ancient wisdom traditions, the mystics, or the spiritual evolutionaries, and come to the conclusion that we are part of the one life. The veil is raised as we come to see ourselves as individualized expressions of God.
prompted by the divine urge, the evolutionary impulse. We're prompted by spirits longing to know itself by means of us. And we begin the search. But rather than looking outside of ourselves this time, we go within. I want to know you. I want to see you. I want to hear you and feel you and praise you. I want to love you. Oh God, I'm raising the veil. God is right here in my heart. I'm raising the veil. I'm coming to know and accept my own divinity, my deep connection with power and presence. I'm coming to see that everything I think, say, and do matters in the grand scheme of things. Creates a ripple that goes on. No one knows how far. I am coming to know that I am an irreplaceable, absolutely necessary strand in the tapestry of life. God. We hear that phrase often, but rarely as a prayer. It is literally using God's name in vain, not swearing, but in the dictionary definition of vain, useless, producing no result. But what if it were a prayer? And what if we changed the emphasis? Oh, my God. Most of us were taught our earliest concepts of the Creator from others, and our first attempts at prayer were awkward, confused. We weren't quite sure who we were praying to, but God seemed distant, separate, unresponsive. The whole thing felt more than just a little superstitious. For our prayers to be effective, we must know 
what and who we are praying to. I must pray to my God. You must pray to yours. We begin we begin our prayer contemplating our most we begin our prayer contemplating the most profound understanding of spirit we have, our deepest feelings about the divine nature. My God. Then we pray to that. If we are made in the image and likeness of God, then spirit must contain the quality of personality. Divine law never operates at the personal level, but intu intuition and inspiration are quite intimate and quite personal. And like our relationships with everyone else, our relationship to spirit has very unique qualities. I invite us now into a deep contemplation of our individualized concept of God, Source, the ground of being. Our understanding of the divine evolves as we progress on our spiritual path. Through our meditation, prayer, and sacred study, we embody more and more attributes of the divine. So as we share these three minutes of silent communion, let us ask, who is my God at this moment? What is my highest conception of the creative source of the universe? Then, listen.
profound gratitude for this time of communion with our beloved community and with my God and yours. We allow the music to guide our attention back to this room and into this moment. All our life experiences have brought us to this time and to this place. Thank you, God, for everyone and for everything. There is much we'll never know about the divine, but as our faith and understanding continues to grow and evolve, our prayers become more and more effective. Our hearts become more and more open to receive the gifts of the Spirit. As this morning's Teze continues, we receive Reverend Diana's message as a divine gift, a sacred reminder that we can reach out in love and faith to the one creative source at any time and say, so help me God. An important aspect of our personal relationship with God, Great Spirit, the universe, is our ability and willingness to ask for guidance when we need it. When we say, help me, God, we are not waiting for the sky God to solve our problem or heal our illness or fill our bank account. We are really saying, there is a wisdom that dwells within me. The still small voice of spirit, or a higher knowing that is available to me now. My human self is confused and getting nowhere. Help me to put aside all I think I know and listen for another way. I am one with all knowledge, with all wisdom. It is available now. And so closing this part of our time together, Right here in this holy moment, I sense the presence of one life, living in, through, and as me, knowing that this is so for each one of us. It beats my heart. It pumps the blood through my veins. It is the intelligence behind the workings of this body behind the workings of my mind, my emotions, and my soul. It is that place where my divinity expresses as my humanity. There is nothing I need to do to invite the presence of life. It simply moves through me, 
according to its own process, its own order and timing. My part is to realize that there is more to me than my body, mind, and emotions. That there is an aspect of me that is eternal, timeless, ageless. Call it my God Self. Call it consciousness, awareness, infinite intelligence, or great mystery. By whatever name it is the power and presence that gives rise to this human life. And I give thanks that this is so. And that I know it is so. I feel it to the depths of my being. There is nothing and no one that could sway me from what I sense as truth. I give thanks for this life, for every experience that has brought me to this place, the joys and the sorrows alike. For each one has contributed to my understanding. Each one has bolstered my faith. I am so grateful for this spiritual community, for each one who gives their time and talent, their attention and devotion to making this a safe and sacred place to find love and support and human connection. May I never forget what a gift it is to have a spiritual family. Steeped in gratitude and with faith in the power of my word, I release this prayer to an infinite intelligence far greater than my own, knowing that it is coming into form and experience right now. I trust all that unfolds from this moment forward to be evidence of my answered prayer. I turn it over to the loving and lawful presence of the one. And so I let it go. I let it be. And so it is. Amen. Mm, what a great way to wake up. <laughs> Coming back into the awareness of our bodies and our senses, the atmosphere in the room. We open our eyes, allow our gaze to take in whatever's before us, and maybe take a look around to see who is here celebrating with us this morning. So nice to see you all. Feel free, always up, move around, whatever, whatever moves you. We're very informal. It's great to see people I haven't seen in a while. It's great to see new faces. It's great to see people from the farmer's market where we've been running into people and meeting like-minded folks. You'll notice on our altar all through this summer, we've had produce. <laughs> and you're welcome to take it with you. Um, 
As we close our Teze this morning, um, we offer the opportunity for you to share of your financial gifts, should you choose to do so, in support of all of the great work that this community is doing. We're small, but we're growing, and we're mighty, I'll tell you. We have a big heart. A big mystic heart. A big mystic heart. <laughs> so as we um, offer our gifts today, we have... I thank you, Dalton, for being here today for some live music, some special music for you. As always, I assure you that everyone you hear playing is, is me. Thank you, knowing that these gifts come from source to source. 
but through your hands to ours. So we say thank you for these gifts. And so it is. All right. And so this is part one of our morning. In 15 minutes, we at 10.30, we have a conscious conversation. So we invite you after our closing of this portion to go next door if you'd like, get some coffee or tea, bring it back with you. You'll see that some go home and some come, and we have a little switch over time. Um, but this is a time that we come together because we are from many traditions, and we I'll throw out this topic and, and these questions, and we all have a chance to share of our wisdom because we all hold wisdom. So uh, we'll close for this first part with some music, and uh, then I welcome you to come back if you choose. You've got to sing along now. Oh, yeah. In the words of Arlo Guthrie, you want to end war and stuff, you got to sing loud. <laughs> in a few. Either way, we love you. You know everybody's happy and having fun when the minister has to race over. Okay. <laughs> would you like some light? I would. And good morning to everyone in the Zoom room and on Facebook and wherever. And if you ever have the chance, you see how much fun we have here? <laughs> so just taking this a pause for a moment to take a deep breath in and release it.
bringing myself right here to this one perfect moment that God has made. This beautiful sunny Sunday morning. Not too hot, not too cold. And the ability to be here in this moment and this time with my spiritual family. I am grateful. And so in the calmness and stillness, I open my heart, I open my soul, I open my mind to Reverend, Diana, Reverend Diana's message this morning, welcoming in each tidbit that seemed to come just to me. I am joyful and thankful. And so I just say thank you, Father, Mother, God. And so it is. Amen. Asatu. Ashe. Aho. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. So good to see you all here this morning. I would like to welcome you to this spiritual community, to Mystic Heart. My name is, if you're new with us here today or new online, my name is Reverend Diana Johnson, and I'm the pastor and spiritual director here at Mystic Heart. We're an independent uh, interfaith community, and we teach spiritual principles and uh, practical spirituality, universal principles and practical spirituality. And so I welcome you home. Um, if you choose that for yourself. And even more than that, I welcome you to your own heart, to your own mystic heart, because that's where your answers live. So we're going to begin with some upbeat music this morning. We thank Dalton for being here this morning to lead our music. And so don't hesitate to get up, move, dance, hug, what, whatever spirit moves. <laughs> Everybody, get up on your feet. See the lighting. 
you to call your awareness to the presence of the divine in your body. Join me in the embodiment, our weekly practice that I hope you take home with you, the practice of living in a love-soaked world, where all humans embody and live from kindness and compassion and joy and abundance, generosity freedom, justice, these as living principles from which we draw every thought, word, and action. Where all humans honor and care for one another and for the earth and for every life form that shares this beautiful planet with us. We're creating a world where all needs are met, where all beings are well-fed and have the safety and comfort of home, where mental and physical health, education, 
and healthy relationships are ensured by social systems that are grounded in wellness and wholeness. Amen. Where all beings serve the greater community doing whatever feeds their souls and are well supported for their time and talent. And by their service, each one finds a sense of belonging, a sense of meaning. We are building a world in which all beings are valued and respected for their uniqueness, where authenticity and integrity are the norm, where the peace and kindness we cultivate within us shows up as a world free of violence and hatred. With our growing awareness and by the power of our collective intention, we are writing a new story. A story in which greed is a thing of the past, in which there is abundance in just having enough. We do not lower our vision, no matter the appearances in the world, knowing with our whole hearts that such a world is not only possible, but inevitable. We align our actions to support our vision, and a new world is being born. Amen. We open our hearts, our minds, our doors, our arms in radical welcome, erasing all lines of apparent separation. In keeping with our vision, we create an open and loving community to which all are invited and in which all have an equal voice. With deep faith in the great mystery that acts upon this prayer, we accept its graceful unfolding into form and experience. And in sweet gratitude, we release, release it now to the living and loving and lawful presence and power of the divine. And so it is. And so it is. And so it shall be. Amen. So take a look around, see if anybody new's come in. Anybody wandered off? Good morning, everybody. So these are people that are your spiritual family, people that care, that are there when you need a helping hand, people you can call at any time. It's important to have these people in your life. So if you were with us in Teze this morning, you know that our topic this week is, So help me, God. Last week was the whole truth, the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. And this week is, So help me, God. We talked about this morning how, as human beings, it's natural for us to have a personal relationship with God or spirit that we are relational beings, we're social beings, and that it is by personalizing divinity that we are better able to communicate with a higher wisdom. I suggested that having a personal relationship with something bigger than ourselves uh, does not require that something bigger to be a person or a person-like image or, you know, to look or act like a human being. Everybody okay? Nope, but don't worry about it. We'll take care of it. Okay. <laughs> All is well. Okay. 
all is always well. That's that's the thing, you know. If we could just get that, I understand that. It's just a little wet, but nothing. A little wet, but nothing, no harm done. Okay, so the something bigger doesn't have to look or act like a human being. But rather that it might simply mean this personalizing of spirit might mean that each of us in our own individual expression has a unique way of identifying with uh, understanding and relating to the great mystery that we call by so many names. So what does having a personal relationship to spirit or God mean to you? What does that mean? You're up. It's mine. It's mine. There you go. Okay. It means that I have someone who's willing to listen to me 24-7. Okay. And who has excellent advice. Okay. Should I choose to listen? Should I choose to listen? Ooh. Yeah. Recognizing it in yourself. Okay. So it means to you recognizing that divinity in yourself. Exactly. Right. Means I'm never alone. Means I'm never alone. And God's got my back. God's got my backs. <laughs> yeah. I have never felt a connection so much. I mean, it's like it's um, the God thing has always been mm -hmm. such a blurred line, yeah. you know. So it's been really hard to find that, uh -huh. and it, it sits more in a lonely spot of there is no at mm -hmm. times, you know. Yeah. So it's hard to find that, but at times it comes uh -huh. right here. Yeah. You know. So it's a direct experience that needs no words or no names or no. Yeah. 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 Yeah, because I put a block up sometimes. It's like, oh, God, ooh, ooh. Yeah, you know, right, like, that word. So I love that. That, yeah. that settles easier in my yeah. heart space. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, that word, it can get in the way for people because of how we were raised, because of our culture's history, because of so many things. But... It's just a word, it's just a name. It's one, one name, one potential way of referring to something that is nameless, that can't be named. It's bigger than that. It's, but as human beings, what do we have? We have language, right? It's, it's, it's a way that we relate. What, what are other ways? I mean, that human beings relate to one another? Body language. Body language. Yeah. Touch. Touch. Attitude. Attitude. <laughs> but primarily, well, I don't know if I want to say primarily, at least as an important way of relating to one another, we do speak. We are unique in that we have a language made I mean I believe that all creatures have languages but ours is made of words and so we use words to communicate with one another 
and it is a unique human gift, but boy, words, it's a double-edged sword, mm -hmm. right? Why are words such a double-edged sword? They can be very limiting. They can be very limiting. Multiple meanings, too. Multiple meanings. Because each one of us comes into any conversation through the lens of our own life experience. And so right. we hear through that lens as well. Right. So I might say some words to you and mean one thing, and you might take something mm. completely different away from Never. our conversation. Yeah. Yeah, Mark. Because we all have preferences mm -hmm. and opinions. Right. And that those two things help to define our own character and feelings about ourselves. Mm -hmm. But there is even more a higher truth, your own personal truth. There is a, a factor of divinity that rings true when I know that this is my personal truth right. versus my just my opinion and my preference. My, my, my opinions and a preference may make me more comfortable with others that have similar opinions and preferences, mm -hmm. but that they're entitled to that. We're all entitled to our own, and yet my search has been to uncover my personal truths. Okay. So for you, your personal truths are those your experiences of the divine exactly. in your life? Okay, good. Thank you. Just trying to clarify what you meant by that. Well, words represent, <coughs> represent a certain vibration. Okay. Yeah. So when we use words, we're throwing a vibration, an energy yes. out there. And is that vibration always a positive vibration? <laughs> <laughs> Dang, I wish it was. <laughs> yeah. So words can be constructive. They can be destructive. But they're always creative. But they're always mm -hmm. creative. Yeah, I was going to say, in, in, in Greek, yeah. logos, which is also used in the Bible, mm -hmm. is really implies creation, acting, active involvement right. in something. So. so these words are always creating, they're always actively working in the world to bring something about. That's the power we hold for positive or for negative. So what are some of the ways that we speak to one another? What forms do these words take as we relate to one another? A sense of humor. Sense of humor? Commun My favorite. Your favorite, <laughs> yes. Communicating information. Okay, communicating information. On the opposite side of humor, it can be condemning. Condemning. Compassion. Compassion. Terms of endearment. Terms of endearment. <laughs> Expressing gratitude. Expressing gratitude. Wrong directions. Wrong directions. <laughs> Go that way. No. <laughs> Expressing our feelings. What about asking questions? So would you say that as human beings, it's natural for us to relate to our own personal version of God, or higher power, whatever you want to call that, in the same way? 
is it natural that we would then turn that way of relating into a way we communicate with whatever that is? Seems like it's pretty natural that we would talk to God in one way or another. Uh, or does that seem off base? Well, if we're not, we're talking to ourselves. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which is God. So then it would be natural for us to express our feelings, our requests for help, ask questions, all the same things we do with one another, because that's how human beings relate. So I've been delving into, it, it's, a, it's a, not a, a new course of study, and it is a new course of study. I've read a lot of Yogananda in the past in terms of books, but I've been doing some study, daily study, of Kriya Yoga just lately. Thank you, David. Um, exploring further the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda, and in the introduction to his lessons, he, there was this quote that grabbed me. He said that God is never afraid of questions. It is only the dogma of religion that is afraid of questions. God answers all such cries of the heart when contacted through heartfelt prayer and meditation. So first of all, what do you think of the quote, the part of the quote, that it is the dogma of religion that is afraid of questions? That aligns. That aligns? <laughs> that aligns. Okay. Well, yeah. the dogma in itself is, is a box. Right. So basically, if you're challenge to go outside the box then that's the right I'm uh, reminded of the uh, the children's story the emperor the emperor's new clothes yes you know somebody finally tells the truth and you know the whole false edifice cracks and crumbles right what do you mean what suit he's naked he's naked man <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that rings true. Go ahead, April. Um, this could be a whole thing, but go ahead. Make you know, it a whole thing. As uh, history will show that, you know, there's there's a lot of power and control in a lot of those things, and if your subjects, as you will, or or followers, are told not to question, mm -hmm. that doubt is sinful or wrong, or that opens you up to you know the devil or whatever it is, and and you filter the information that they can have access to and receive, mm -hmm. then they are highly susceptible to suggestion, control, they stay in that box, right. you have all the power, but it's when you break from that. Mm -hmm. when, you, when you say, it's okay to doubt. Right. It's okay to have questions. It's okay yes. to say, this doesn't make sense to me. And right. you go onto a path of exploring for yourself without any borders or walls around it, mm -hmm. that's when I, well, for me, that I have found the answers that make sense. Right. The, the, the way of looking at everything with all possibility, mm -hmm. not something handed to me by someone else that doesn't fit. Mm -hmm. Right. But mm -hmm. finding my own. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and not giving in to the fear of maybe I shouldn't be looking at this, maybe I shouldn't be doubting this, is it wrong thing that a lot of us grew up with. If you just put that down, 
Right, then, then, then the, the possibilities are endless for what you'll discover for yourself. And I'm with you, all those answers are in you. They're all in you. None of us needs anybody to tell us anything. Following now, dogma is like trying to wear somebody else's shoes. Right. It just <laughs> doesn't, <laughs> doesn't fit. <laughs> and so people get confused and they use the word religion when they mean dogma. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, religion gets a really bad name, a bad rap. And because the word religion, the L-I-G in the middle, lig, <coughs> means to bind back, mm. like ligament, to bind back. And so a religion is a set of practices that we adopt, by choice ideally, that helps us remain connected to the truth of who we are. Mm. It helps us to bind to bind ourselves back to truth, whatever our truth is. That's what a religion is supposed to be. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, they get infused with all kinds of dogma and they go, they are, you know, they, they go off the rails and then that's when you're, what you're talking about, somebody likes the power or whatever. It, it unfolds in different ways. Thank you for those words. Thank you so much. I was just sent Ashley a message the other day and I said, you know, I'm going to quit bashing on the Christian religion because I held some heavy spaces in my heart, right. you know, and what some of it's wrapped in and everything can be wrapped in something, but right. thank you for yeah. those words because it, it makes me, there are many pathways. There, there are, are many, many pathways. pathways. So, thank you. And you're welcome. Yeah, when we're raised with a tradition we feel is, is controlling and we feel boxed in by it, you know, it's natural that we're going to want to break out. But the traditions in their purest mystical forms were all about love, are all about love. And the Christian tradition, in the words of Jesus, you know, love God, love your neighbor, love your enemy, love everybody, just love. That's what it was supposed to be about. <laughs> so. so what do you think of the idea that God answers all such cries <coughs> of the heart? In the words, again, of Yogananda. What does that mean to you? Well, the, the, the dogma would say that, that you're blaspheming if you're questioning our beliefs, okay. and uh, but God doesn't have a religion. <laughs> God doesn't have a dogma. God is is just right. open to whatever whatever questions you have. I remember somebody uh, I was listening to a, a minister one time said, um, "It's okay to get mad at God when bad things happen because God's big enough to to take that anger and and right. you know, but uh, you know, people think they're going to get." They're sinning and they're they're going to go to hell if they get mad at God. Okay. Yeah, if you want if you want to use the Bible as an example, sure. It's only one example, but there's plenty of instances in there where people are angry at God. Right. And they they're very angry at God, mm -hmm. and um, God can take it. I mean, God is God. God. 
doesn't, it's, it's not threatening to him for us to be angry right. and to question him because he has all the answers. So. If we believe that, that God is all that's going on and that all of creation is, is just expressions of divinity, all giving God or spirit channels for self-experience or self-awareness or self-expression, then that, that, that's all that's happening. It's all, it's all God. And we need a source of acceptance mm -hmm. in order to help ourselves accept the unconsciousness that we all share and try mm -hmm. to make friends with our unconscious right. to integrate it into our conscious behavior uh, and mind uh, so that uh, we needn't um, react in rage to anger. <coughs> we, there's a level of acceptance that mm -hmm. occurs when we have these perhaps deviant thoughts because God can do it, and if God can do it, why can't I? Right. Because that power does move through me. I'm not. I'm not all of what it is. It is beyond all naming and, and experiencing. But. But if there is nothing else, then I must be a strand of that. It must be accessible to me. Going back to language, uh -huh. words. Hopefully, you, everyone, all of us in here, have relationships with other human beings where we can go to them and say anything we want and talk to them about anything no matter what it is mm -hmm. without fear or, or not being accepted or whatever and it's through those conversations that that relationship deepens right yeah. have a deeper bond right if you can't if you don't feel free enough to go to your creator and have every conversation any conversation that you want to have then how can you deepen that back and forth relationship it's the same thing with all things for me. Trees, rocks, fish, animals. How can I say I'm connected to all things if I don't have a relationship right. back and forth? Right. Speaking and listening, giving yes. and receiving. So when I go to the Creator and, and I say whatever I want, that's, that's our relationship deepening, this back and forth, listening and, and receiving and giving. And, you know, if you don't have a friend like that, call me up. We'll talk about whatever weird thing you want to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, but th those are the relationships, I think, for a lot of us in here that we wanted to find, that we have found through other open-seeking individuals, and, and that we, we hold, like, in this high place in our heart because yeah. it's so deep and back and forth. So what's your number? My <laughs> 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 card's up there. My <laughs> card up here. <laughs> <laughs> humbled and asked and haven't heard anything uh -huh. and um, so my concept of God seems very different than what I'm hearing uh -huh. I am not saying there is no God but right. I'm saying that I think I can't I can't imagine how to have a relationship with something that doesn't talk to me mm -hmm. um, I see signs sometimes but I don't know if those are just coincidences and they're not there's no meaning of this just oh I, that word came up yesterday, or that kind of thing. Uh -huh. So I feel 
very much uh, lost in the desert. Uh. Um, and what I was saying to you earlier when we were talking is just my only response to that is to be vulnerable and curious, uh -huh. not reject whatever's coming up, even if it looks right. unusual to me or uh, it's not part of my prior experience. Which is why I'm here in this room. It's just right. But I, I'm, I don't resonate with what he said because I haven't had that experience. Right. Or, or maybe he's saying that I haven't asked in the right way, which feels a little judgy. Right. That's kind of yeah. how I reacted to that. So. Okay. Thank you for sharing that yeah. because it gives everyone permission to be right where they are. Yeah. And that's always perfect when you're in this space. Mark. Thanks. Um, I think acceptance uh, on the part of God, if you will, we're, we're speculating here, but I, I think the, the theme why God would say, I accept you no matter how you are, the reason is because he sees that we're growing, and growth is what we have here in this right. life. So with that intention of growth, mm -hmm. we can even make mistakes, sure. learn from them, and grow to an even greater height, if you will, right. of, of manifestation. Yeah. Nice. Thank you. Thank you. I, okay. Well, no, go ahead. And then I'm going to not forget what's in there. Go ahead. Um, last <laughs> week I had the experience of going down to Yuba City and seeing a, a brand new Mormon temple mm. and got a tour through it. And then I, four miles down the road I went to a Sikh temple and had lunch. And I'm telling you, it it was night and day. Well it's it's <laughs> showing it's just showing that we're all one. We do have different road maps we're following, right. but the the love that's shown yes. through was uh, you can see it's only one one vibration that, for everyone that uh, right. brings us together. You know, it was incredible journey. It was. It was a beautiful was. trip. We had 10 of us that were able to break away on a Monday and do that. Yeah. It was a fantastic experience. And it it did. I heard a couple things. I heard it's all love and I heard night and day. <laughs> so see we all experience it differently. You know? I experience it as a continuum of the same thing happening in different languages. But they were very different. <laughs> well, Brenda. you're going back to the programming. Right, right, <laughs> right, yeah. The people in the Mormon temple all looked very clean and healthy, and they uh -huh. were sort of like robots. Uh-huh. <laughs> in their party line, you know. And yeah. then it was so ostentatious uh -huh. at the temple. Uh-huh. At the Mormon temple. And then we went to the Sikh temple, and it was so simple. Uh -huh. And so much love there. It right. just, to me, the Sikh, Sikhs were much more uh -huh. what we aspire to be in loving our neighbors. Mm -hmm. And it, it's so interesting. I love hearing all the perspectives because, you know, I had a, a our our group leader, the lady who led our tour was so, for whatever her reasons, or upbringing, whatever, she was so heartfelt and so 
at the at the Mormon temple, and so she so deeply believed what she believed, and and loved what she believed that it for me it wasn't about what she believed or how she got there. It was about her about her passion, passion, and her connection brought tears to my eyes. Mm -hmm. Now all of that other stuff that's not for me, but it's for her. And I know that one person personally, and I know for her it's real. It's yeah. not, you know. So we're just all so different. We're all in such different places. And I think it's awesome that we can all have a place like this, a group like this, where we can all speak our heart and mind and be open to exactly where each of us is and know that it's all equal. It's not. And I haven't had the chance to go to the Mormon temple, but I raised my family Hindu, and uh -huh. the Mormons took us in, and her, mm -hmm. and was our third best friend. And we mm -hmm. raised our children within the Mormons as well. They accepted him into the Boy mm -hmm. Scouts. They accepted my yoga into yeah. their thing. So another thing I would like you guys to all take into consideration is that to go into a Mormon temple, you have to be a consecrated real Mormon, which takes years, years. and years to become. Yes. So for them to invite you into this mm -hmm. temple is yeah. very huge on their part. Like right. we aren't even, I was never even allowed into parts of that church. Right. So them even opening the doors to the temple, yeah. you cannot be, it's only for married people or yeah. Like you'd only go to temple to get married, and you both have to be yeah. fully Mormon. So the fact that they invited people right. is huge. Yeah. So and the Mormons are really open and yeah. yeah. They're part of Shasta County's interfaith group. They're taking part willingly in an interfaith circle. So you know. So anyway, it was a beautiful opportunity to see interfaith at work and. Yes. I would yeah. say it's interesting to know a little bit more about like the history of Mormon temples. Uh-huh. Um, most people don't know this, but like um, the Mormons that helped build like the first couple of temples here uh -huh. in the United States, like those women like they crushed up all their fine china, mixed it into yeah. you know the walls. Right. You know? Yeah. And so for them it's a space where they want to use like, you know, their finest materials to make yes. a pristine seeming place where they can feel closest to God, you know? Right. Yeah. And I think it could be easy for someone to view it as like ostentatious or right. something like yeah. that. But I think it's more of an expression of their personal relationship to God, right. even just in the making of the building. Yeah. That was presented to us in, in the tours. Yeah. No that some of us took, and what I really think is awesome is that we have the opportunity to learn more, mm -hmm. to be yes. open enough to learn more yes. about whatever tradition it is we're exploring, mm -hmm. to see the Sikhs and the Mormons in Yuba City and in Shasta County working so closely together was amazing to see. It really was. Getting back to <clears throat> back, we were talking about dogma, yes. mm -hmm. and I think in all of that, it's important to remember that that dogma is usually based in something that is actually is 
godly. You know, is, yes. So you know, is based yeah. on love or something. Right. It's just down the line it gets, you know, tainted. And, yeah. But you know, so much of any faith tradition, you know, if we if we are just willing to kind of take off the, the triggering things, right. we can mm -hmm. see that yes, there was sincerity and actual sincere desire to follow yeah. God in what they were trying to accomplish right. there. It's just that that, that particular person it meant something to them but then it kind of got perverted as it Derailed a bit. Yeah, yeah. it gets petrified. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. everybody isn't it isn't that exactly why we're all in this room together right yes you know mm -hmm. it, it doesn't matter and it does and it's unimportant but it's the most important mm -hmm. and how you like you're talking about this lady you know that yes. you met and how passionate she was and how she loved and she and so she sent out love into the right. world and it came from what she believed in and, yeah. and how she used that in the world and I think that's all that matters. Right. It doesn't matter what you believe. It doesn't matter yes. what practices you follow. It matters what you do with it and how it speaks to you. If you're wearing somebody else's ideas and spiritual traditions and, mm -hmm. and whatnot, and it doesn't fit on you, it's not going to come out with that right. deep, deep love into the world and right. do its work. And that's yeah. all we're here to do is just, just I call it pulsing, but pulse. Mm -hmm pulse that out into the world and let it do its work without anything behind it other than that intention. And hey. we, all, we all have that place where, where it comes out the most. And that's our thing. Right. You know, go go with you to the garden. Oh. You know, come with me into nature and let's be <laughs> yes. weird and drunk. You know, find the, find the thing that yeah. lights you up and, yes. just, and just let it out and it doesn't matter anymore. None of that. Yeah. And we're all in here with each other and we all have these different experiences and and different ways that we do that, but we all do the same thing. We right. all speak love, and that's 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 the thing that matters. That is the thing that matters. Mm -hmm. It came back, even though I was listening. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it would. I, I had intention for it. So I have a question for everybody that came up as I was listening to, to Jordan when he said, um, you know, that maybe I've I've asked or I've spoken in whatever way and not gotten an answer. I'm curious as to what God answering sounds like, looks like, feels like to you all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> I stepped in here and your words resonated in my heart. God spoke to me being here and hearing you Word for word, I have just been bringing up these things and moving through them. And you spoke to my heart. I saw God in you today with your words. It is exactly what my heart needed from you. That's how God spoke to me. That's how God is with me today in these rooms with everybody. For me, it's more of, I don't 
think there's any way to say, describe it, but it's it's more of a sense that what I'm what I'm experiencing um, did not come from me mm -hmm. or from mm -hmm. someone else in my life okay. other than God. You know, so. Okay. So it's like a, a felt. It's like I, I, I would have never like I would would have never thought that or this you know people around right. me would have never told me that. Okay. You know it's kind of like yeah, but but at the time when it when it comes in you go oh yes. Okay. I understand. Thank you. David? You know, it kind of reminds me of a scenario where a fellow was, uh, there was a flood through town and he was uh, <laughs> up on his roof. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, a rowboat comes by here, hop in, no, I'm waiting, God's going to save him. And a helicopter comes by, no, no, I'm sorry, I, I'm waiting for God. And finally, after he dies from being drowned, <laughs> uh, God tells him, you know, hey, what are you talking about? I sent you multiple, <laughs> multiple, <laughs> multiple possibilities of a... Right. Sent you know. your boat, sent you a helicopter. <laughs> 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 no, got a ride already. I'm good. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, for you, God takes many forms. <laughs> <laughs> many forms, huh? Yeah. Yes. I was going to say, for me, it's more like that knowing that comes up from within. Mm -hmm. When I stop trying to answer my own questions for myself mm -hmm. and just let it be, it's there. The closer I get, the more it's there in the moment, especially in terms of something I have to act right, mm -hmm. right now. But I have to be in a place where I'm listening and I'm not trying to tell it what to say. Mm -hmm. okay. That is, again, only my personal experience. Yeah, that's what I'm asking for. It's your personal experiences. How does, how does God talk to you? Things move around in my life. Uh-huh. In different houses that I've lived in, yeah. things move. Things appear and reappear, mm -hmm. disappear and reappear. Mm -hmm. But to me, it's spirit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I came here to sing with Dalton today. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 and you gave him so much music, you know, time to work it out. <laughs> but I told him, you know, I'll just come and sit in the congregation. <coughs> I'm so happy to be here, and it's oh, so good I'm to so hear all this and, and see you again, and mm. it's just been lovely. Thank you. You're welcome. And to see all my friends, too. Yeah. <laughs> and Sophie, too. And Sophie. <laughs> 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 the, the idea that we read about in, in one of your classes with Carolyn Miss, where she says, as soon as you say amen, expect everything beyond that point, and you referenced that in your prayer earlier, everything beyond that point, I expect to be part of the answer to my prayer. Right. Whether it's a song on the radio, somebody cut me off in traffic, um, a friend saying something that sounds out of character, mm -hmm. or just an inner voice that, you know, especially if it's not what I want to hear, I know, it's, right. I know it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I would tell myself. Yeah, definitely not. 
What about, thank you. What about coincidences? I, you mentioned the word coincidence. What do you all think about coincidences? Synchronicity. Huh? It's synchronicity. Synchronicity. It's okay. And what about synchronicity? It happens all the time. You just got to pay attention. Okay. <laughs> so it happens all the time. You just have to pay attention. And go with it when it happens. Go with it. If you get, get an urge to talk to somebody, do it. Okay. Bob? Well, back when I was working, uh, like uh, I get a job order to go inside the dam, like, for example, Shasta Dam, but also it happened at Hoover Dam. Mm -hmm. There's 12 floors of the elevator. There's uh, unknown to the public, there's tunnels. Mm -hmm. around a quarter mile or half a mile inside the thing. Yeah. And uh, you get a job order where usually you work in pairs for safety. But once in a while it's just a minor job adjustment or inspection. Carrier, tool bag, get off the elevator and you look down this tunnel and some of the lights are out. It's kind of spooky. And uh, so I get those kind of jobs once in a while, and just, you know, I would say something like, good morning, God. <laughs> I hear the echo coming right back at me. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize. That's quite loud. I mean, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right on. That's how God speaks to you. <laughs> so great. I do that occasionally, and every time I go inside there, it kind of maybe not feel so lonesome in there. I think there it's spooky go. in there. All right. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, I saw Mark, and then I see April. How oh, God speaks uh, to you. <clears throat> How God speaks to me. Yeah. Um, the word judgment comes up, and it seems uh, in reference to Gary's uh, in-the-box bit about uh, dogma. You know, if, if, if we collect dogma as a series of truths, there's nothing wrong with that, and the box gives us structure to truth. Um, <clears throat> it's when judgment comes in that says somehow something is wrong with what you're holding dear or what you're entertaining with your consciousness. That's where it gets to be a problem. So <clears throat> uh, I, I guess what I'm speaking about is, uh, is, is truth. Accepting truth is wonderful as long as you can keep judgment and the threat of negative mm -hmm. out of it. Just go with what you're hoping for. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. One more and then I'm looking and going, okay. I promised I wasn't going to go so long. But we get into such good conversations that I want, don't want to cut anybody off. Well, go ahead. I mean, how God speaks to me is, that wasn't what I was going to say because it's too okay. long. But what I was going to say was when you were talking about coincidences, uh-huh, good. You know, if you know me, you know I end up in really odd <laughs> situations <laughs> all the time, right? Uh -huh. And and I and I it, like uh, all of a sudden we're like we're not going to go there, and then we go to this one specific spot, and I meet some lady, and we just say hello or something, and then all of a sudden I know her whole life story. She's crying to me. We're having this whole thing, and I'm like, well, that's why we came here today, <laughs> you know, <laughs> whatever, whatever it is. Yeah. But 
but also on the other side of that, I try to see all things as, like when I'm at work, as you can see them this way or that, and I choose to always see them as sort of positive somehow, some way. Mm -hmm. So like, let's say the other day I'm driving, I, all I have to do is turn, turn right and get on the freeway. That's all I had to do. For some reason, I just turned left. And my passenger's like, oh, where are we going? I said, apparently we're going around the block. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, then, so then she goes, oh, d does that happen a lot? I said, no, but when it does, I say to myself, I don't get frustrated. Mm -hmm. I don't say I just wasted time. I say, if I would have turned the other way, maybe something was going to happen. Yes. Right. Yep. And yes. my spirit knew yep. to turn left wait that extra few moments that situation past time mm -hmm. lines can be altered in an instant just by being aware of them right. whenever I can't find my keys I think if I would have found them the moment I wanted to find them mm -hmm. maybe mm -hmm. I died on my way to work this morning right. maybe mm -hmm. maybe whatever it is so I always try yeah. to try to put that spin on it and I yeah. see that kind of like as as the universe working with me mm -hmm. and maybe I don't know and I don't have to know I don't right. have to be conscious of it I just have to be open and, and go with the experience. Go with it. Right. And that's it. Yeah. Thank you. Love the mystery. Love yeah. the mystery. Yes. Where coincidences are concerned, I don't believe for myself that there are such things as the way we use the word coincidence. I look at all coincidence, all synchronicity as the voice of spirit speaking to me. So that's very much like what April is, is talking about as well. Diana, so I wanted to say about coincidences it, it, the intuition is a sixth sense that we yes. all have yes. access to if we believe it and cultivate it. And, right. and again, with the positive idea that uh, that we can accept these sort of mm -hmm. weird things that are happening, go with your, your, your intuition. It's a right. wonderful thing. Thank you. Thank you for that. I'm going to go ahead and bring us around here. There is, um, I went way off, which was perfect. I love it when that happens. I'm prepared to take us through a whole thing. I'm also very prepared to just push it aside and go yeah. with what comes. So it's really nice to have that freedom. Yeah. Um, okay, but I do want to share with you a quote, and I'm just going to encourage you to take it to think about rather than continue the conversation because because lunch is over there. <laughs> <laughs> and I did promise to keep it in a reasonable range. Everybody so, knows that language. That's right. <laughs> the, the lunch language. Language of lunch. <laughs> so there's another teacher that I read frequently, Gangaji, and she suggests that, so after we've asked all these questions, right? The purpose of the spiritual journey is not to find all the answers. <laughs> Rather, it is to ask more meaningful questions. Mm -hmm. So that's what we do here. I throw a few questions out. You might have some answers, or you might just have more meaningful questions to throw back around. And that life is not necessarily about having the answers. It's a mystery. It, it's a mystery. What if we're not supposed to understand? What if we're supposed to just be open to the mystery and what it brings? Could we, with our 
limited human minds ever begin to think right. that we could understand the mind of God. Right. Yes. Whatever that means to us. Yeah. So I'm going to close us with a prayer. How's that? I begin this prayer in deep gratitude for what we have here. For my deep connection to that great mystery. For my open heart. For my open mind. For my willingness to consider ideas that might be different than my own. No one can know for sure how this great mystery works. I don't think we're meant to. What I do know for sure is that when I let go of all I think I know, and I open myself to clarity, to greater awareness, it always comes. There is something within me that knows. I call this something God. I can count on this knowing. I can count on this higher wisdom to be there always. And by my deep faith, it becomes so in my experience. There is one life forever unfolding, and each one of us is a perfectly formed expression of that one. Here on purpose, irreplaceable, of this I am sure. And so I say thank you for my life, for the lives of each one here, for the lives of each one listening from wherever they are for this beautiful day, for this community and the support and connection that it brings. I'm grateful for my personal relationship with spirit, for the love it brings, and for the ways I experience its power and presence in my life. Thank you for the endless shower of blessings that each new day brings. I am so, so blessed. I release this prayer in deep faith that it is already answered and that all that happens in every moment is part of my prayer fulfilled. In curiosity and in wonder, I welcome each new moment, open to new ways of being and new ways of seeing. I let it be what it will be. And so it is. Amen. What a great conversation. I just love this. I'm so grateful to have listened when Spirit broke me away from a traditional format into this thing that we do every week. It's so beautiful. So as we prepare to wrap up and transition over for lunch, um, Um, we are, I was going to do that right at the end. Okay. So, 
birthdays. The last Sunday of every month we celebrate all of the month's birthdays. So that's what she was saying. And we're going to do that. But first, I'd like to offer some time uh, and some music. Dalton's going to offer some music in which you have the opportunity to share of your financial gifts should you choose to do that today in support of the good work that this community is doing in the greater community. And so as we prepare for our offering, I invite you to speak these words of affirmation with me. That will appear momentarily on the screen. <laughs> that are appearing even as we speak. Okay. As I awaken to the God within me and all around me, I see abundance everywhere I look. I consciously step into that flow of abundance by this act of giving. I offer this gift freely in the spirit of love, blessing and sending it forth to heal and prosper. It is evidence of my deep faith. It does good work in the world and blesses all of creation. I give from a consciousness of abundance, and so it is. Amen. All right, I'm, I'm dying to hear the version of this song that I love. I thank the ones who chose to laugh at those who acted me. I thank the bullies for all their scraps and accidents and then some. They shaped my life. They made me like who I've become. They shaped my life. They made me love who I am. I thank the girls who gave their hand and showed me how to dance. And I thank the boys chance. I learned that it's okay for hearts to go on their own way. They shaped my life. They made me like who I am today. They shaped my life. They made me love who I am. Now I've got gratitude. Yes, I do. Gratitude.
is our greatest wealth. I'm grateful for my teachers, so many of them. They taught me how to follow my heart. They taught me all the world's a stage. They taught me life imitates art. I'm grateful for my Jason Mraz would write a song that begins with grateful for I'm grateful for the boys who kicked my ass when, when I, I was, was 17. 17. Yeah. <laughs> and in that vein I continue <laughs> with gratitude. I am so grateful for the presence of music in the world and in, in my heart. I am so grateful to each and every person who contributes to Mystic Heart to make our services and any other time we are here a pleasant, smooth, easy-flowing experience, whether it be the people who wash the dishes, whether it be the people who clean the rooms, each and every way that everyone contributes. And most of all, I am deeply grateful for the contributions, for the gifts that you all share with us so that we can continue to go out into the world and serve in whatever way we are called. I'm deeply grateful for the food service and that food is a major heartfelt service of our Reverend Diana. And so right here and right now, and in recognition of the food waiting, <laughs> I say thank you, Father, Mother, God. And so it is. Amen. Do you want let us know? And please join us for the closing song. Excellent job. <laughs>